Life Lonely Podcast. I am Gemma. I'm Chippy. She always has to raise her camera. We do this on Zoom video chat and she always has to raise the camera to the ceiling. Whether that's because she's pulling faces at me or whether she's... It's because I don't want to always start every episode giggling. But I just have, so... <laughs> I don't know what episode number we're on. Episode 50, maybe I'll start no. the episode like a grown-up. I think we're coming up to a quarter of a century. That's good. Okay, so I've got, I'm halfway to having to be a grown-up about starting the podcast. But there's something about you pre-recording where you're like, I'm really grumpy. And then all of a sudden... I'm like, about 30 seconds ago, I was Eeyore. And now you're, you're like, lovely Jim. <laughs> you have to counterbalance what you know is coming from... And we are, what day is it today? It's Thursday. And Thursday... Sunny here, sunny there, sunny in the Garden of England. Sunny in Kent, it is. Um, all, who's, at, who's at school in your... So, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have no kids. Mm-hmm. Jack's at nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other two are at school, obviously Monday to Friday, but Jack does nursery Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And Joe and I, like adults have agreed to do half-half with Jack on Mondays and Fridays so that he actually gets some parental fun. Yeah. Like, um, tomorrow morning, I think I'm in charge, so we'll go to Chiswick House and play in the woods and things. Because otherwise, I think he just gets, like, funnels between two parents who are trying to work yeah, that's no fun. Also, he's the third child, so it's child free at the moment. I am child free, Monday to Friday, five days a week. Uh, Although you've got to pick Ben up early, right? Oh God! Is that new or is that what the school is? Because my sister's school they they finish at ten past three. No, it's new. We I've got the short end of the stick here. Yeah. So what a surprise. <laughs> My life is so hard. Right. So, um, what's happened is, is they've staggered pickup times. So we are the earliest to drop off in the morning. Oh, that is, I would, yeah. I would prefer the 10 past nine drop off. Mm. I mean. So our school, what we're doing is they're doing a staggered pickup. It's a kind of quarter of an hour drop off period quarter to nine to nine different years go in different entrances so I have to do I have to be around either side of the school so I have to throw one child in through the playground and go around to the front with the other child which is fine and then pick up is staggered with reception starting at quarter past but you've got like a 10 minute window so that if you have siblings in older classes so if you have a reception age kid with no other siblings, aim for quarter past three. If yeah. you've got a reception kid with older siblings, aim for 25 past three. And they just kind of bring them out in a little crocodile into the playground. And then you get your kid. So Jim, Ned goes and picks Jim up from, from year one. Oh. And then takes him to the year three crocodile. And literally, so year three line up next to year two. And we all go, th- we file through to pick our kids up and they get called to the front. <sighs> the little Harrod boys, Jim looks like a scarecrow. Even the headmistress has been like, he always looks 
unkempt, doesn't he? And I'm like, I brushed his hair and I tuck, tuck his shirt in. And so we've got little Harrod boys holding hands and literally like wibbling around in between the lines, screaming. See, this is I'm the like, thing. those are mine, thanks. Yes, which are my kids? <laughs> yeah, the little scarecrow and friends. <laughs> um, see, this is the thing that I have a problem with. If I have many problems, I've yeah. got no problem. Like get- and school is one, right? <laughs> So maybe I'm just a bit daft. It's, it's hugely possible. So Tom and Johnny have gone to, back to high school. Johnny started year seven. Yeah. Um, they have to wear masks in the hall. They have in the hallways going between. Yeah. Them. So Johnny is in a year seven bubble with all the other year sevens. So if yeah. kids. And Tom is in a bubble with all of year 10, two or 300 kids. Sounds sensible. Yeah. But then... What I just really genuinely don't understand is that they come home and Tom mix in the bubble. Seven. I just don't get it. And then Yeah. So if someone in year ten gets ill, do they that bubble has to go, do they have to all stay off? I don't know. So what happens is because we I we're really lucky and we've got a small school, so it's only one form entry, so there's thirty kids per year which especially in London is amazing Um, or not if you love a big school, but it means that they're bubbling years. So they're, so receptions on its own because they have got their own little garden and classroom area. And then one and two, two and three, uh, three and four, five and six are bubbling together. So they're having play together. They're eating lunch together because they're also staggering lunch. Mm-hmm. where like one and two will go in and have lunch and then the whole thing gets cleaned down yeah so a lot but that is the thing so if say Jim in year one got a temperature and it wasn't an obvious cold the whole of that bubble has to be off so the whole of year one and two have to be off until either for two weeks or until Jim's had a test, a corona test. Okay. Well, is it different for first per school then? Because we've had... Yeah. Because I think you only get government guidelines. Because no one says to you. So it's up to each teacher, you know, head teacher or, or whatever, to make those decisions based on their school, which I get because obviously you're talking in terms of hundreds per year whereas we've got 30 per year. So everything needs to be very different. Um, But it means that not only are they having to manage curriculum stuff, workload stuff, bubble stuff, all of that, but they're then having to make these weird decisions with not very much, from what I can tell, not very much help from the government. And... So we, I know of a couple of, ins- of kids that have gone for tests. I can only assume that they've come back negative mm. in the school. But it sounds like your school will preempt and isolate. Everyone's just got to go out for two weeks. Until proven guilty until, until proven yeah. Yeah, which, which, which I, I do get. But as you say, so say Jim in year one, gets taken out for for two weeks because someone's got symptoms Mm -hmm. ned can still go into year three Mm -hmm. 
and they then they've been and they mingle with year three and four yeah and and those two have been living because they're siblings they've been yeah so it is but but what but but that's not a criticism of the school that's just like what are they supposed to do they only ever do so much they yeah. where do you stop I, 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 you, you know what I mean it's best efforts isn't it Really? And I think, and I think the six people, I feel like a lot of the time, the masses get penalised for the stupid few because nobody is enforcing the rules. So for example, when lockdown was lifted, I know I always um, wang on about the park opposite my house, but Joe said it is one of the busiest parks in Europe. Is it? Apparently. Um, I think they must be talking like person per, because it's not a huge park, but there's lots of houses around it. Um, So as soon as lockdown eased, like the first time, I think I remember saying on this podcast, people arrived with like blow up paddling pools. (laughs) I was outraged. But, but those people weren't penalised. Mm-hmm. They were there all day in the park. Um, and so what I feel like is, you know, those people who have been really good, adhere to regulations and everything, suddenly from Monday you're not allowed to have gatherings of more than six people. Um, and that's going to... The people who obey the laws are still going to obey that law the people who don't obey that law are still not going to get penalized from what I can tell. And so it just seems to be very much, you know, and as you say about the schools, they're still going to be going to schools and that's the mingling of families and COVID secure weddings are allowed, but it's like, how do you know they're COVID secure? What it's, it is very confusing and it's very difficult. I think it is very difficult. And I think what, what makes it even more difficult is that very British thing of like, oh, don't say anything. Don't call. Yeah. Them. So like, I'm sure you'll have, so there's like a massive continuum. Like if this parenting wasn't hard enough, right. We have the breast bottle debate, reusable nappies, disposable nappy debate, right. Work at home. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we've got, yes, but how, how good are you on the COVID scale? goodness not very good <laughs> right so so like you've got like i'm sure you've experienced it like you're at school and you have the parent that's really really nervous like maybe they're vulnerable or they live with a vulnerable yeah. person they've got masks gloves everything they've like really doing that really doing their best to protect themselves and then someone who maybe is much more relaxed about it just sidles up and cues behind them and like you can feel the anxiety oozing from the person that's nervous, but nobody says anything. You know, yeah. it's very English. Um, I, yeah, it is. And it's, it's been very interesting to see how everyone's, I mean, dealing with it on social media, obviously, because I, right. my, my Facebook feed, I'm just like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Yeah. there's a lot going on and it's it's funny because I was talking to a mum yesterday about anxiety and her daughter uh, is anxious about going to school anyway 
Um, so obviously six months at home hasn't helped. And we were talking about it and I was saying, I'm, I, I've got to the stage where I just tune a lot of stuff out if it doesn't compute and it's the same I've always done it with maths and and I always describe my maths brain as being like literally like a you know those shutter doors that you have in front of shops yeah roll a shutter door yeah Yeah. like when a certain level of maths is reached one of those I can see it in my head comes down and it's like nope that shop is shut thanks and it's the same if something comes up that's going to cause me anxiety the shutter door comes down because I'm like, you can just deal with this when it happens. So everyone was feeling very overwhelmed. We were talking about how we were going to do homework. And now it's all going to be done on Google Classroom. And we were all like, but we like it in the homework books where they can sit and do it and they're not on the computer. And blah, blah, blah. and they were saying they're going to be much more practical based. There's going to be cooking stuff. There's going to be designing stuff. And I And down came my little shutter door because I was like, you know, at some point they're going to send the homework home and then I'm going to see it and then I'm going to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But until I see it, there is no point in putting this in my anxiety store. So the little shutter is going down. And loads of the mums were like, but how do I upload it to Google Classroom if it's a cookery thing? And I was like, don't get stressed out about this. It's the shutter door thing. And they were getting very worked up about it. But what I thought, and I wished that they'd actually said, but I was like, the idea is that we could be put into lockdown again any minute like the six person rule and we won't be told about it probably you know it'll be like as of monday everyone will be locked down for two weeks see you in six months and i think they're just preparing us so that actually it can be like you're already doing your homework on google classroom let's just carry it on do you know what i mean but i'm just like my shutter door goes down and i feel a bit like that about sending the kids back to school I'm currently, touch wood, please don't kill my kids' fate. Worry, it's Gemma's eyes are like, oh God, edit, edit. But I'm, I'm currently fixating on the sick bugs. We've already had a letter about knits. Can we just talk for a minute about knits? A letter about knits. Yeah, so a girl in year one has had knits. Can we just talk about why are we not studying knits? Because those either... A kid has had knits solidly for six months and it's parent, the, its parent, the parent hasn't noticed. Mm. Or have they lived in the school and awaited for the host to return? Like, I was kind of hoping that knits might have been eradicated. But they haven't been. We should be studying the knit because literally we got a letter. What day are we on today? Thursday. We got a letter on Tuesday about knits how how well how when is that possible we had ben's hair cut my friend cuts his hair and i was like to the wood she's like yeah oh, to the wood i ain't de- i can't deal with that on top of everything else yeah <laughs> i'm i'm i was literally i was just eyeing up jim jim's refusing to have his hair cut at all but i was like if he comes home with knits those clippers are coming out i did that one <laughs> I did that when Tom and Johnny got knits. I was five weeks pregnant with Ben. I just couldn't deal with it. My anxiety. Yeah. And then so I got, so I just <laughs> shaved their head, made a complete hash of it. I mean, they looked awful. So I then had to take them to a hairdresser's completely. I was in. Have it tidied. I was like, just shave their head. Did they have knits? I was like, 
want to talk about it. I can't talk about it. But I'm fixating on the sick bug. Ben, so I think we're going to have a generation of shit hot hand washes. I mean, Ben comes back think? without being told to wash his hands. You know, he's like hand washing. And he's like, no, my no, kids are I'm still like. No, my kids sit on the loo for three hours. And I'm still like, wash your hands. No, wash your hands. No, wash your hands. Come on, you know you have to wash your hands. No, I'll go and do it in a minute. No, you wash. I'm like literally, yeah, rubbing it in my hair. Thanks. My, oh, my anxiety shutter has just gone. We're not factoring in that. We're going to focus on good old sick bugs. But you did that as well, interestingly. You must have a very good anxiety shutter because you did the same at the beginning of all this. But I yeah, was... I have to because otherwise... Yeah. And, then go, um, and, it, and I, I am on... you about, about all this stuff I'm doing to preparing. Like, I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. And I, and I, I do have medication for it. And I, and, uh, why will we talk about it? And I, I think people don't... When everyone doesn't like a sick bug, no one's like, yay, can't wait for a sick bug. The sick bug fixation is why I do have anxiety medication because it did get to a stage where my hands were bleeding from washing i wouldn't let the kids eat chicken oh, hold on um wait someone's knocking at the door who is it is it next i don't know hold that the wine i've not ordered any wine is it wine yeah yeah oh let's see hang on let me i can't lift it it's a big who's it from because you think Mike's ordered it for himself. It gets twitchy when the wine rack gets below a certain. <laughs> um, yeah. So that. So I don't. I just. I don't use the term anxiety lightly when I talk about my sick bug problem because it, it. It was. It. It can get really bad, especially at this time of year where. Mm -hmm. Um, it is the time of year for it. So I think my brain just focuses on that. And I have, and I very interestingly did speak to um, somebody about it. And she was like, it's because that it, you can't control that. So your body is like, yay, let's focus on that. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't fix it. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly, I read the other day, I was doing, a, I was doing my course and I, we were talking about the nervous system and how, how nerves work and what happens and dopamine and more. Blah, blah. And we were looking at the anxiety response of the nervous system. And I, my friend, um, and I had babies at the same time and she's very anxious. I was very anxious. She was like a rake because she was like, it's anxiety. I just judder through my calories because I'm so hyper and anxious whereas I was like a little plump pudding because I ate through my anxiety and my metabolism didn't give a shit so I was reading about this and it said actually and I have a problem with overactive adrenaline gland and then uh you know cause sometimes I have to take it to my bed because I feel sick mm. it because the cortisol gets dumped in my gut and it makes me feel really sick because I'm basically having a constant panic attack and I know it's great. And um, I was reading this thing and it said that actually cortisol can make you fat because your body's constantly trying to lay down fat reserves because you're blamming through your energy. Mm -hmm. Makes so much sense. I was really also unresentful. This is desperation last night. I Googled how to get rid of belly fat. Yeah. Said, Stress. I was like, oh, wish I'd I've got 
though. <laughs> no, no, it said try not to be stressed. And it was oh, like, yeah, it's... just relax. And I was like, oh, oh thanks. Girl, like, you know, write a bloody book on that. by a man. <laughs> yeah, just try and chill out. It's funny though, because it is you were doing, you put something on your Insta stories the other day and you said about flaps. And I said, I know. And it's a really immature message about flaps. You didn't reply. About eight people sent me a message going, flaps, ha ha, it's like it's your epiglottis. They're literally learning about the epiglottis. There's nothing, flaps. it's a flap. <laughs> oh, are you one of those people who can't bear the word moist? No, I like the word moist. I don't mind the word moist, but loads of people are like, like Ew. I don't like I don't like when people needlessly shorten words. Like, who is that short on time? So like you know when you're watching um I always say ofs. No, no, not that. When you're watching like a football commentary and they're going, Oh, and we've had two pens in the game. I'm like, Are you really that busy? Oh. And say penalty? Yeah, oh, and I do you know what I hate about football? And it really drives me bonkers. And the, I first noticed it driving me bonkers when Ned used to do little kickers and the guy was shouting it at a bunch of five-year-olds. Mm. Get in space. He found himself in space. Was he in space? Was Pass he in actual move. space? Pass and move. Pass and move. But, but, but I was like, he's not in space. He's found some space. <laughs> but he's not in space. Like, he hasn't gotten a little rocket and gone and found some place to kick about by the stars. It just drives me bonkers. Joe was like, Joe's like, when I was in labour with Jack, and walking around the football pitch whilst they'd play football, chuntering, in sp- get in space, get in space. And he was like, all right. Preggers, angry pregnant woman muttering. Um, we've gone off on it, we've gone off on it. Got- um, so schools, yeah. How have you felt about sending the boys back to school? Because you've got that thing where not only have you been sending them back to school, Tom's was off for the whole time, but Johnny's started a new school. Um, <laughs> basically, so I, I so Johnny went back before Tom did, but they had a day, mm. so they could get used to it. Johnny was convinced he was just going to walk into secondary school and some like year eleven was just going to punch him. Oh, little puppet. Uh, anyway, I basically threw him into school. Tom was sending me links on WhatsApp, um, evidence-based links why he should not be going back to school. He was sending like me from the Telegraph, from the like, mail, all sorts of things, going, children should not be back at school. And he was like, see, all the site, I'm like, you're going. Um, you are going. Go- you are going, but also you've had exposure to it so you're probably fine yeah we, we are presuming you know we'll be all right but like he was just he just basically didn't want to get back to school and that was a very that was a tough morning yeah huh. so yeah. this is the thing i think uh and i was talking to the the mum of the anxious daughters today about it and i was saying what was quite lucky for me was that both kids who are in school had a bit of time even though ned's did like five mornings I think but they had a bit of time before the summer back at school but also neither of them hate school I hated school I hated every minute of every school every university everything hated every second of it but my two quite like it they have friends they like their teachers so I don't have that Jack however has been crying about going back into nursery but again I just drop kick him in 
and I, and it makes me feel really heartless but I'm like you're going in you are going in I've I've done my time and I uh, you know I'm, I'm I don't want you to get ill but I trust the school environment and the nursery environment in, to be clean enough you I need think, to learn from someone that's not I think, doing five times table on their fingers yeah mental health perspective I think both you and I needed them to go back yeah and that's um, selfish because I needed them to go back but and uh, also I think I've never been that emotional about my kids starting school I may be a wreck when I've just put Jack down to start school next September that may be do you know what I mean I may be a wreck and he will probably be the child that doesn't want to go he currently wants to go because his big brothers go there but I think once he's worked out what happens there he'll be like no thanks um, that thing that Johnny did, he was like, did his first day at reception. And I was like, I was like, right, so hang your clothes up for tomorrow. Why? I've been to school. I've done it. I was Tick. like, no, you need to go every day until you're 18. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the same. There's a family story about my dad who, um, on his first day after school, his mother said, and how was school? And he said, yeah, it was fine, but I don't think I'll go again and um this was said at the bus stop and he had she, she then informed him that he would be going every day and he has such a tantrum that he lay on his back and spun himself around by kicking his legs up and down in a circle and the headmaster went by and then the next day at assembly he said and i hope no one will be having temper tantrums like someone i know richard holmes and my dad was humiliated um but yeah i just love the sort of being like yeah i've done it yeah I'm, school I'm, achieved i don't know what all the fuss is about and my job possibly there <laughs> i'm not i've not prepared my child i'm not you know i thought it was a given that everybody knew so i think but i do think i think year seven i think it's going to be really tough because yeah it's such a big jump from primary school to secondary school anyway let alone having been at home for six months and all the weird stuff you're not just going in schlepping in adding to that that your mum didn't get the form to fill in to say who he'd like to be in the same form as so that he's now he doesn't know anybody in his class it was a bit tricky <laughs> oh no that's awful Gemma. Yeah. um over that he's made some friends yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a friendly chap. Although he did say, I've forgotten how to make friends. And I was like, it just happened. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I ever learned. Making friends does not come naturally to me. Shall we see what everyone else has been saying about going back to school? Yeah, so what I've lots seen of is lots of, lots of emotion that I've not been feeling myself. I've just been quite relieved. I... I yeah so did you see that thing going around on Facebook that says which mum are you and it was like Trisha yeah and I'm like I think I'm Trisha <laughs> like the one that Trisha just worried that they're completely feral <laughs> yeah I'm partly they're completely feral <laughs> I just uh, that there was a meme that went round that was like waiting to hear who your next who the school teacher is for next term hoping it's not me again that's stuck with me <laughs> like, <laughs> as long as it's not me I don't care <laughs> I, think, I think 
So I kind of got to the point, I was really anxious at the beginning of lockdown. I was really anxious, I was really nervous. Then I went and suspectedly got the thing. Um, but then it didn't sort of calm my anxiety down. But I've kind of got to the point where I'm now desensitized to the anxiety because I've been so anxious about it that I'm just like, well, I can't really do anything about it. And all I can do is like my best efforts. So as long as yeah. I do my thing and, you know, make sure that everyone's clean and washes their hands and we play by the rules, et cetera, et cetera. It really, the rest is really in the lap of the gods. So I've tried to be quite philosophical about it, but a lot of people have replied <clears throat> that they're, you know, really nervous so stacy's put that she's on edge um and i think there's been a different she's put that she's been at home so she's been able to look after them and sort of keep them safe and and nurture them and now sort of like letting them back into the big wide world again that's the thing so i remember one thing that my shutter doesn't work for is like when jack when they when they're in reception i'm filing my nails so i'm at this lovely angle um, when they're in reception and they go on their first school trip out of school. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is not, like, I remember sitting by the window so that I could watch them file past, past from the tube station. One, I was there one day when you did that. <laughs> yeah. And I kept phoning the school and they were like, we'll let you know. And it's because they were taking gym and I'd said to the teacher, the flight risk. You, you, you think, you think that you're not going to lose gym. We, we've lost Jim more times than we can count. He just goes, he's silent. And one minute he's there and the next minute he's not. And she looked obviously concerned. So there's no feeling like that. And, and part of that is, you know, it's one thing if you take them to school and you drop them at the gate and they're in there. But it's another thing if people you don't know take your kids out somewhere else into the big wide world and then especially like in london they go on the tube mm -hmm. they could they could be anywhere within minutes and that's really nerve-wracking and i think what lockdown has done for a lot of people is that it's it's created that about school if you know what i mean you've got out of the habit of sending your kid into school as you say being at home nurturing your kids and keeping them safe so school has almost become like the school trip like yeah they're not safe in school because because of the virus basically and yeah. i think that's must be very nerve-wracking uh, abby's put that she's feels she's 200 percent busier because i think uh, what you have to think about so like washing the uniform more often um making sure that you know you're in you know you have to be punctual for these staggered drop-off pick-up times you know yeah. a lot more etiquette and so i think the mental busyness also there's not i don't know about you guys but we're not doing after school clubs at the moment no our breakfast so it's, is open, um but there's no none of our clubs are open until after half term so i think that's a lot it must be a lot it must be an awful lot for those parents who are also having to navigate going back into the office Lockdown was a lot, lot for those of us who already work from home, I think, because you have a very specific structure if you work for yourself from home. Yeah. yeah. And, suddenly and suddenly everyone was all over that. 
and that was difficult. And I think if you well, obviously everyone was working from home, but I think if you work for a company and everyone's suddenly working from home, you still have a bit of structure because you still have like company meetings at this time, or even if it's done by zoom, it's whereas I, I felt like it was quite difficult to suddenly be like, Oh, now you're all in my house, in my office all the time. And normally I'd be having my lunch now, but you'll want it two hours earlier because you're un unreasonable and five. And, but I think the juggle of going back into the office and sending your kids back to the school must be insane. And then adding to that, they've got temperature or, oh God. Have they got a temperature? Have they got a sniffle? Is that a cough? How many times has he coughed? Oh God, I have to phone. Do I phone up for a test? Not everyone. And then, then can you even get a test? Can you get a test? Can you afford a test? Do you, you have to pay okay. Yeah, I think you do, don't you? We have to pay 70 quid. For a coronavirus? Are you kidding me? No, I think you have to pay 70 quid. Not an antibody test, an NHS test. Do you? Is it free? I don't know. I thought it was 70 quid. Yeah, okay, so let's put a pin. Yeah, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that, oh my God. Put a pin in that. But lots of people from our school who are like, I think someone's got temperature, can't even get a test. No. So then they're then having to self-isolate until they get a test. And then having that all conversation with your boss. I mean, we all know how many times kids, especially young, further down the school, year reception, year one, year two, they perpetually have a cough or a cold. Yeah, so I've got the oldest one who, whatever kind of cold, he always coughs. Although, interestingly, he did say to me, do you remember last, at the end of last term, not as in, it was around, it was just after Christmas, he was like, I have a... Con I had a cough. He did. He had a cough for like four weeks. And, and so I'm really bad high temperatures. And yeah, so I've got Je Ned who gets a cough with anything. And then I've got Jim who will literally have a high temp. Jim will sit with a temperature of 40 degrees for five days, which is nerve wracking in itself. But with no, you know, we've been in the hospital with him with a temperature of 41 and the doctors have just stood and stared at him for four hours and he's got no other symptoms and he's just laying there for four hours. And they've been like, we can keep him in or we can send him home. But there's nothing seemingly wrong with him. He's just someone who gets a really high temperature. It, it's not great for human beings to be isolated from other human beings in terms of our immune system. No. Um, so although, yeah, I'm really annoyed because I have a permanent headache. Uh, because of Jack's cold and Joe was in bed yesterday and he does this really annoying sniffing that I'm having to live with um <laughs> it is really good for their immune systems to be back at school that's my pep talk yeah it is, it, it, it is. and it's and, it, and I just think it, sometimes it just seems to be going on and on and on and like now they brought out this new rule saying you can't socialise with more than six people. But does this mean? Like, no, that means like I'm you very... can't see your parents. Yeah. 
unless you leave like Ben at home to fend for himself. Yeah, and like I can see my mum, but I can't see my sister and her family. Or I can see my sister on her own. She can come. So say my sister could come to our house for tea on her own. We could give her the virus. She could then take it back to her house. But heaven forbid we should see her family all together. Do you know what I mean? That's what doesn't make sense. It just doesn't bode well for Christmas, does it? Have yourself a lonely, isolated Christmas. Um, and that's what, that's what everyone's, everyone is just... So everyone, I think, is feeling a bit anxious. Yeah. Quite emotional. Yeah. It must be really hard. I, I think it's really hard for year sevens because the change is so big anyway, but I think it must be really hard for reception mums. Yeah. Because you have all of that new thing, you know, school stuff going on anyway, plus. And also really hard for people, so reception mums, and also really hard for parents whose kids have moved to a new school because there's no socialising with other parents. It's not as easy. So, like, you know, like, you'd all gather around the classroom and the class rep would be like, oh, you, because you the class rep. You'd say, oh, I've got a new starter this term. And it's his mum, this is... Ben's mum, Beverly, who wants to say hi to Beverly. Beverly, we're all going for coffee. Do you want to come, Beverly? Can't do any of that. It must be very lonely. Yeah, I think so. And also for reception mums, not being able to, like, with our school anyway, you drop them at a gate, a certain gate. And yeah, there's no chatting. You don't see the classroom. You don't see them wandering. You know, like, how you always used to be, like, outside oh you used to peer through the window yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, just you could like, see what they were doing don't let him see me don't let him see me don't let him see me what's he doing yeah. oh look he's got bricks out you know i know it'd be like why is jim already looking like a scarecrow <laughs> literally been in there for five minutes or or like all i remember they we'd go we'd feed him in through the door and then look through the window and all the other kids would be have hung their coats and bags up and jim would just be sitting on the carpet in his coat and his bag no no up you go come on jim um what's your positive of the week oh um what's my positive of the week oh i've got one it's a bit spotty my positive of the week is during lockdown i beat myself up because i'm doing my level four advanced skin science diploma and um they introduced halfway through me doing that they introduced a level three and said i had to do level three so i had to like go off and do this level three which is really difficult it's all anatomy and physiognomy and i felt really bad i was beating myself up because i was doing the thing on social media where you look at what other people are doing and other people were like oh i'm finishing my course or i've just got a pass in my course or my course certificate is right through and i just that was the thing for me that slipped i had to focus on money-making activities when I had time to work because I had the kids at home I had Joe at home and so I didn't do any of my course this week I finished the respiration system I passed with 100% my multiple choice question tests for the nervous system I need to just do my nervous system workbook and then I'll, I'll be halfway through my level three so Feeling I quite Oh, well, I just feel quite like um, good that I can still use my brain and that when I settle down and focus on it, so I'm, I'm naming Tuesdays as my course day 
um, and I'm just going to spend all day doing it. What's your positive thing for the week? Well, I'm going to completely jinx it, but I'm not going to mention any names. Um, but I, I was just so excited. It just made me so happy that I thought you, I could not mention it. So obviously book two is coming out at the end of this month. So um, a television programme contacted me to go on and be a guest, right? And I had this complete flip out going, oh my God, I put on the COVID stone. What am I going to do? I mean, it already puts £10 on you going on telly anyway as it is. Like trying to scramble around for outfits. And anyway, I spoke, up, spoke to them a couple of days ago for a catch up. It's on Skype. Let me see my head and shoulders. Hey. <laughs> like, Business on the top, pajamas on the bottom. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> be naked from the boobs down and no one would know. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so that made me happy. <laughs> so yeah, so is that happening next week? I don't next know. Week, next week? Going to, they're still, they've not confirmed but either way we'll find I, out 10 yeah, minutes before it will be on skype so i'm all right um yeah that's my positive you think you have put on a covid stone i haven't weighed myself but got, yeah yeah i've got genes that don't do up 